The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love. But our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom, is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Hey, Joaquin. Super excited to have you. And welcome, everybody, to the Freedom Fighters Podcast. Uh, we're, we're here with Joaquin Costa. He's, hey, out hey. In, he's, he's out in California slash Virginia slash all over the United States because he's growing a business and, and doing amazing. Joaquin, welcome. Why don't you kind of introduce yourself to the people that don't know who you are. Thanks, Cody. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm selling for Apricot Solar out here currently in Virginia. Um, doing a lot of training, like Cody said. Uh, right now in SoCal, I was just last week in Nevada and getting people up and going and achieving their own dreams. Cool, cool. Um, a little bit of background. So I, I know Joaquin, we, we worked together at a solar company before. And uh, we do have something in common. We're both part Korean. Whoop. So <laughs> we, could, <laughs> we could bond over Korean food, which is like a lot of people like Korean food, but unless you like grow up with it, like you don't really know it, you know? But when like you have like the Korean like moms and grandmas, like you can commiserate together. <laughs> so, and uh, Joaquin and I have had definitely plenty of like those, those moments like, hey, your, your Korean family did this too. It's like, yeah. Um, anyway, so I guess, so you're, you're in solar now, but what, like, what were you doing before solar? What was like, I guess, give us a brief synopsis of, of Joaquin's professional slash personal life. So good, good question. Uh, before I got into solar, I was actually, you know, managing sales and marketing for a high tech company out of Santa Clara, which is, you know, in Silicon Valley. And I did that for a long time. So I started, you know, just in sales and then eventually became, uh, got into management and, and managed all of sales and marketing, which, which was great. Uh, it, it was essentially what I wanted to do outside of, uh, you know, I got my business degree. So that was pretty much what I wanted to do out of college. But I found that on that path, um, a lot of control was sort of outside of my hand uh, when it came to, you know, my earnings. And there were multiple occasions where I was under the impression, uh, rightly so, because it was, you know, under contract that I would make a certain amount. And then when I would achieve that, uh, they would renege and I wouldn't get my full pay. So a few, a few instances of that made me really look hard at, you know, other industries and that's that's sort of what I did before solar mm -hmm. and I did I was actually with the same company for 17 years it was a company that specialized in educational technologies so I got to travel you know to university campuses all around the country and it also had you know applied to corporate training so I got to travel around the world I've been to Australia I've been to Dubai a few times so it's been a fun journey what were, what were some of the, like, looking back, so 17 years is like a big chunk of someone's life to devote to something. Like, what would you say, 
but like what major skill set or lessons did you gain from that time? Like that, like anybody that did, like, I don't think I'm old enough to dedicate 17 years to life to something, but <laughs> I don't think you're that much older than me anyway. So, but still, that's a long time to dedicate to, to a skill set and a job. Like what did you gain that really helped make the difference in your life during that time period? Good question. I would say probably time management was um, one of the bigger things, just managing and, and blocking off time for specific activities really was, was crucial to my success. A lot of times, you know, especially for people in sales, they get busy doing things that are not directly related to, you know, generating revenue, right? So being being really focused on making sure that every day um, that I would focus my energies and my time on things that that would impact revenue. So that meant cold calling, setting out you know time to cold calling, calling customers, getting referrals, things like that. Yeah. Okay. So that that one that one definitely took me by surprise because when someone says sales or you know a career in marketing. And they usually come off with like, you know, I learned how to deal with people or I you know, figure out how to close the deal. But you like said time management. So like, take me like, when, there's got to be something more to your time management than, than the normal time management. It's not just like blocking off time, but you, you specifically said using your time towards revenue generating activities. So like what specifically do you do for time management that makes all the difference? Well, for me, you know, blocking it off on my calendar, it was, you know, it came down to being very specific about, you know, when I would start something, when I would stop something, um, even scheduling when I was going to take breaks and things like that, because it's too easy to, to just meander throughout the day. And then, you know, the end of the day is rolling around and you realize, wow, I have, you know, I haven't done much or I didn't accomplish what I set out to do in the beginning of the day, you know, which another point is having, having a larger goal, right? So if you're, if you're trying to get X number of customers by the end of the week or X number of customers by the end of the, the month, and you don't have a hard strategy and you're not carving out the time to do it, you're just not going to hit your goals. Right. Yeah. And that applies, I think, across industries for, for anyone that's in sales. And being committed to that as well. But how, but how do you keep the discipline, right? Because those are all goals like we want to do. Like I, I'm not the greatest at time management. Maybe that's, this is more of me just asking for coaching. <laughs> but like, <laughs> what, like how do you discipline yourself? Because I, I, can, I can block off my calendar. I can pull up my phone and I can say, hey, during this time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, call, call five clients and send 10 follow-up emails, right? But like, Right. How do you actually hold yourself accountable to that other than working in a, a normal nine to five where someone's breathing down your neck saying, Hey, did you call those five clients? Right. Well, I think part of it honestly is being influenced and being around people that are successful. So you're always, you know, striving to be, um, you know, the best version of yourself being motivated by, you know, reading and listening to really good content that keeps you hungry that keeps you motivated because if you don't have that fire, then when it's convenient to skip a time slot where you're doing for both that, which could be cold calling or whatever, 
you're just you're just not going to do it. But if you're hungry, if you're if you're motivated, um, and you're surrounded by a group of people and associated with a group of people that are hungry and they're they're achieving their dreams, if you will, then that's gonna that's gonna keep that fire there, and it's going to make it a lot more likely for you to do those uncomfortable things that you know perhaps lesser or 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 salespeople with with will are capable or willing to do but that's the other thing is that my the other part of my i guess psyche is that i always am willing to do the difficult things so that i can you know have what i really want later down the road right so putting in the extra time now trying harder now figuring things out now so that later on you know it's it's less difficult right so just investing that time and energy and effort yeah well that's one thing i've noticed for you like you like you like when you decide to get something done you're you have like this hyper focus and nothing can like sway you from that and uh and sometimes a lot of times you have to say like a hard no to some things you know but that hard no at the moment helps you get like towards your yeses, your priorities, your family, your time, your, your financial goals. Right. You know, I've noticed you're very, very good at that. And there's like definitely lessons I could learn to, to do better at being disciplined. But uh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, were you going to say something? No, I, I agree 110%. I think it even kind of ties into, you know, how, how I train martial arts where I, I trained in, a martial art called Kajikempo. And, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not an easy martial art. It's, you know, it's often very painful. And, you know, I would be a lot of times nervous going for training, but I forced myself to do it, you know, on, on days, on evenings where I'd get off work, I was tired, but I wanted to, to achieve what I wanted to achieve. You know, I wanted to get the, get to black belt. But um, I knew that it was going to require a lot of plan, uh, pain, discipline, and training. And so I committed to the process. And I think that's analogous to, to life in general, that there's a lot of things in life that you can skip out on the pain and stuff and have a mediocre life. But if you're willing to put in the effort and endure the pain and, and all of that, then that sets you up for success. Yeah. And would, would you say that... Now you brought up something interesting. You brought up your, your martial arts training. Um, would you say that maybe that training in and of itself is a key element to making sure you're disciplined in the other parts of your life? Now imagine if you took that out, would you be as disciplined? Oh, that's a good question. I think probably, but possibly to a lesser degree. I think definitely the, the martial arts training and the discipline that it instilled in me um, was a major stepping stone for sure. Okay. So like, I guess with that, would you recommend not necessarily like that intensive a martial art, like what would you recommend to someone that's saying, Hey, I'm, I'm having a little hard, I'm having a hard time being disciplined. I know it's important. I, I know the skill set, but I'm just having a hard time applying it. Like what would your advice be to someone to help get that down? Would it, would it be to do some extracurricular discipline that helped them or, or something else? Yeah, I, I think that would be a great idea. I think, you know, committing to a martial art and being accountable to something that, you know, that 
possibly you're uncomfortable with doing, but still committing to it. You know, the exercise of overcoming the anxiety fears um, of not wanting to do something, but doing it anyway, right? I think that that's extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, well, tell us a little bit. Whether that's... I'm, I, I would always endorse martial arts, but that applies to other things too. It could be, you know, a class in, in rock climbing. It could be, you know, something else where it's something that's difficult for you to do. Uh, generally, it, it would be, you know, something that would be positive. And then you just make yourself do it despite not wanting to do it and not coming up with excuses. Now, I'm not saying that I never did come up with excuses along the way. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not perfect. But just the, the the routine and the exercise of constantly having that mindset of overcoming my fears and doing stuff anyway was was hugely monumentally important. Yeah, because I, I think that's a, a part that a lot of people miss in self self development, or, or I guess more like specifically professional development. We look at professional development as like this island of things that what's going to help me do my job better, right? But there's other aspects of our life that if we like do like we keep our you know whether it's an extracurricular activity like or a sport that we that we are dedicated to like that does actually help our professional jobs better because it teaches skills and reinforces skills that are vital to like what we do right. um, so tell us tell me like you kind of intro like what you're doing now but i like now i don't know the specifics so you can you can dive in the specifics you've had a like a stellar couple months <laughs> in sales, like crazy good months. Cause I, I constantly see on Facebook, I constantly see a posting like these, these awesome numbers. Like, what are you doing? You don't have to tell all your secrets here, but like, what are you doing that's, that's making that difference and, and helping you have a huge impact in your career? Uh, well, I, I think I would be remiss in not mentioning just right off the bat that, um, having a stacked schedule of, you know, four or five appointments every day um, is hugely helpful in achieving, you know, big numbers. Huh? So I'll, I'll, be, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not the greatest door knocker. I've, I've, knocked, doors, I've knocked doors with you, yeah. right? Um, and, you know, for people that are, that are fantastic at it, that's great. But, you know, for me, I I find myself being really good in the home and having a, that stack schedule and when you're when you're pitching so often it allows you to just refine and refine and refine your approach into in the home until you're you know you're really good at it. Okay, so so part of your success is making sure you have like you're part of a team that shores up your weaknesses not necessarily i don't think you have a weakness in, in generating appointments at all but helps you focus on your strength i guess is a better better part of that um but two right, like exactly what, like right looking at it oh go ahead cody oh uh, like what what about the like how do you so you hone that strength by by repetition like what else are you doing to like get so many freaking sales like i i i, I you clearly i think you cleared at least 20 in a month right I did 22 in August. Yeah. I did 12 by the 10th of September. I took the rest of the month off for spend with family and, you know, company quarterly meetings and stuff like that. Oh my goodness. 
12 in a month is good. And some, you're like, I did 12 by the 10th of September. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. But then, you, but then you rewarded yourself, right? And that's like, that's super important. So like, what, I guess, branching off from that, how do how does taking time off actually help? Because sometimes when you get, I, I personally feel guilty taking time off. But is that something that people should really value and do? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think it's super, it's super important to get the rest that you need um, so that you can continue to go at and perform at a high level. But I will also say that, you know, having faith and handling the, the ups and downs, right? Because in, in sales, you are experiencing the ups and downs of like, oh man, why didn't I close that? Why didn't I close that? And the stress of, for me, it could be stressful when I look at the leaderboard and I'm not at the top of it. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, why am I not at the top of that list? And, you know, I've had so many conversations with, with the CEO, Dave Bangle, and, and he sees that I'm writhing in pain because I'm not at the list. I, and for me, there's no excuse why I'm not at the top of the list. And so that to me can be stressful, but having, you know, having faith and having the peace and, um, and that also helps longevity too, because going, you know, I'm driving sometimes two, three hundred miles a day between appointments and you get a lot of alone time. And, you know, especially when I'm away from my family, I have to have faith. You know, I do spend a lot of time on FaceTime as well. So that, that helps a lot. Being able to see my, my kids' faces and talk to them and have those conversations. Yeah. Well, I know, I know you got a busy schedule and our time's about wrapped up, but the, the theme of this podcast is, can you have your cake and eat it too? You know, some, a lot of people believe that you can't, like in work and life, you can't, you have, to, you have to make hard choices. And I think there are hard choices that you have to make, but there are opportunities out there where you can find a level of balance, personal and professional life, that you can do that. Like, so that, I ask you that question, like, can you have your cake and eat it too? Well, I think, I think if you, if you have a good plan, you can, you can essentially, you know, as you said, have your cake and eat it too. I think, I think most people in the industry are not experiencing the level of, of success that they, that they want to. And, uh, and I don't want to say it's because of a laugh, lack of, of, because I know there's a lot of people out there grinding and, and all that. I think, it really comes down to having a plan that leverages your best strengths, right? And I, and I, um, and going back to what I was saying before, if I continued to, to knock doors, I think I would have gotten better at it. Um, I would have generated more sales doing that. Um, but just taking an honest analysis of my strengths, you know, I'm just really good in the house and in that consultative process selling, selling solar. And I found that that was really the best use of my time. And, you know, there, there are companies out there that can leverage your best assets so that it maximizes your success. And I'd love to give a little mini plug to, to Apricot Solar because they, they really helped me to achieve the, you know, the level of success that I don't think is really possible in, in other companies that I've seen anyway. Yeah. And yeah, I could share some stats about, you know, some things that 
that contribute to that success, but it's, it's up to you. Well, yeah, the, you, for sure. I want, I'll just kind of insert a little bit here for what I've noticed, at least from what you've told me and what I've seen online about Apricot Solar is, is you guys really tailor to that elite closer. Like someone, an individual that is, needs to get in front of a home, like needs to get in the home and is closing deals. And it seems like you guys are ex like experiencing a fair amount of growth because you're so good at tailoring to that, that type of, I want to say professional, I was going to say like sales rep, but like that kind of professional's needs. Yeah. And that's, that's not to say that someone needs to be a solar pro, you know, to be successful. Um, you could be successful in a related in, in home sales. There's, there's people in the company that are, that are killing it that weren't doing solar at all before they came to apricot or, you know, they're just, frankly, really hungry to learn the process. And, you know, through the interview process, you know, they, they seem to be like, you know, good people and, and capable of doing what we, what we believe is needed for the job. You know, in the first two years, we did over a hundred million dollars in sales. And, you know, you've, you've been in the industry, probably the average, <laughs> The, the say, average. Joaquin, say that. Say that one more time, just just so people understand that, like the number again. Say and this is any business. This isn't just in solar. Like any right. business, this is crazy. Hundred million dollars in sales in the first two years. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and you know, it's it's the investing into each and every person and setting them up for success and recognizing the people that are the most capable and making sure that they're well-fed has, has been a winning formula. And you know, Cody, probably, what would you say the, the average sales rep closes in a month, you know, across, across the country? Well, so across the country, again, there's a lot of different products out there in solar, but your average close percentage is going to be anywhere between like nine to 12%. Now, again, people are going to dispute that fact. Like I, I've looked at worked for different, a ton of different companies and I know like what the close percentages are, but probably like the average, if you, if you truly take an average, like all newbies, all veterans, the average is going to be between two to three sales a month. That's the, that's a true average. Right. Okay. So you said how many, what was that again? How many? Two to three a month. Two to three a month, right? So our average salesperson over here at Apricot does 12, 12 sales per month. And I, I attribute that, that to the fact that we produced over 14,000 qualified appointments for our sales reps you know, up to date. Year to date this year. That's this year. Yeah. Dang. But again, that's not that like, but I think to, to your point though, that was someone that is good at setting appointments real quick, but not very good at home would not do well in that environment, correct? This is like specific to people that are very, very good in the home, whether that's solar or another, or any other like market or, or industry, like they have to be good in that skill set. And you guys have created a program where people can be very successful in that skill set. Yeah. In, there, there are some skills that are required to be successful. If you're teachable um, and you're super motivated, um, you know, 
I, I would say probably there's a, a large contingency of people that, that could, could do very well. But of course, you know, as you said, the, the, the people that are, I don't know, a little more qualified, I guess, can, you know, end up putting up higher numbers, better numbers. But I, but I would also say that we have a process where if you're super committed to it, there's always people that, that think they, they have excuses or exceptions to, you know, why the rules don't apply to them. Maybe they feel like they're better. Maybe they feel like they're, you know, because they're inferior in whatever way they have to, to change things up. But I found that the people that are committed to just doing what has been proven and, and just having some trust and faith in our process for doing it, gosh, they're, they're doing really well, really well. When, when you say really well, let's, let's, some people think I'm doing really well. I'm making $80,000 a year. Like when you define really well, like what income is that clearing? <laughs> um, without getting too you don't have to get too specific, but I mean, if I'm just, just, yeah. just, just a benchmark, just a benchmark. Um, gosh, I'd be awfully disappointed if I'm not, if I'm not making three, 400,000. Okay. So that, yeah, cause I, I, cause some people define that very differently. So you're saying minimum six figures is doing well. Like you should be clearing a, a quarter, a quarter million to, to define that. Yeah, if if you're if you're good, if you're good, then you should be making a quarter million. If you're really good, then you should be making a lot more than that. Love Especially it. when you get into if you're good at managing and training, and that's sort of the phase that I'm that I'm in now is trading up teams to be successful and do what I do what I'm doing. Love it. I, I love setting that standard high because. <laughs> Because it needs to be set high and people need to know that like there is, there are opportunities out there to make that kind of money. But again, and it's not rocket science. It's doing what you're told and, and not reinventing the wheel. Just right. they know the wheel. So just, just do the wheel like they do it and it can make you a lot of money. And that's like, if, if you just really believe the simplicity of that, there's un, like unlocked potential. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, any, 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 really, or go ahead. I'm blown. No, I was just reinforcing that point that it really is mind-blowing you, when you stick to a, a proven recipe, when you've got an opportunity that um, that is set up so that it's limitless, there's, there's no cap on your level of success. And frankly, that's why I kind of took, you know, um, I've been grinding really hard in, in closing, closing, closing. Now I'm training other people. And really, if, you know, if you look at the the implications of that you know this is that's how you make solar millionaires right so if you're if you're really hungry to get on the on the path and track to to make millions um in solar that's that's the way you do it you have to duplicate yourself and duplicate your efforts yeah we'll love it i appreciate your time joaquin and uh give, give a shout out to apricot solar out there who is making waves and we will i am know we will see more of them out there and uh, just appreciate it and say, say hi to the wife and kids and excited to see the, the growth on Bali on social media. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate you. Appreciate your efforts and everything you're doing. Yeah, we'll keep in touch. Thanks, Joaquin. Anytime. Bye. Bye.